All right, good morning, everyone. Uh, we have a new malacha that we're starting. Uh, so we finished Choresh, which is the first malacha of the Sdur Sapas. Now we're moving on to Zorea. Uh, so after they would create the furrows in the ground and prepare the ground for planting, they would actually put the seed in. Uh, and that essentially is the malacha of Zorea. Uh, the Gemara in Shabbos uh, mentions Zorea as being one of the Av Malachas. Um, you could see in foot, footnote number one, page number one. Gemara Shabbos Mem Tesam Adbeis Detanya Ein Chayavim Ela Al Malacha Shekayotze Bahayisa B'Mishkan. Brisa says that we're only chayav for a malacha that in uh, that uh, they would do in the Mishkan. Uh, otherwise, it's not considered an Av Malacha. Him Zaru Ve'Atem Lo Tizru. They planted in the Mishkan, and you also should not plant. Uh, so we also have a planting, or really more accurately, it's sowing, uh, sowing the seed in the ground. Um, that would be the Av Malacha of Zorea, uh, but it will extend to anything that causes the growth of a plant. Uh, so even watering the plant, right, just like when you put the seed, you're now putting the seed in the conditions where the plant can grow. So too, if you add conditions where a plant can grow, for instance, you would uh, pour a little bit of water or you'd block something that's, because uh, for photosynthesis, for the plant to grow, you need sunlight. Uh, so let's say you would uh, remove uh, some kind of uh, covering uh, and we'll have to talk about are you allowed to open the blinds in your house on Shabbos if you have house plants, right? You're, caused, you're helping them grow. Uh, so nothing gets ignored in halacha, right? We're, we're accurate to the T. Uh, so uh, yeah, we'll be talking about uh, those different scenarios and all the scenarios that have to do with planting, that have to do with watering. Um, definitely adding like fertilizer to the soil, right? You're adding uh, the nitrogen and all the other. What about water to plants that are flowers that are cut? Ah, uh, so if they're cut, is that going to be a problem? That also is going to be discussed <laughs> uh, in in Zarea. Um, we'll have to see. It might depend if it's a flower that can bloom open. There might be a Xera de Rabanan. But you're not technically helping them grow in any way. Uh, when you add the water, it just makes the plant think that it's in a safe condition and then it's more likely to bloom. Uh, so, uh, yeah, uh, that, will, that will be discussed as well. Um, okay, uh, so now uh, just a little bit about Zorea and the Mishkan. We mentioned that it was, uh, Zorea was one of the Av Malachas that were done in the Mishkan. What was it done for? Uh, so we have, we're back to this uh, famous Machlokas, uh, Rashi Moser Shonim versus Rav Haigon. Uh, and this is basically going to come up with every single malacha that has to do with Sdur Sapas, that Rashi and most Rishonim hold that the process was used for making the dyes that were needed to color the, ta- the tapestries, uh, the curtains, the Urios in the Mishkan. Uh, so we, they needed to dye them, right? There was one that was multicolored, and then there was one, um, and the ones on the sides, um, also Techeles. Um, so that we, they needed to be dyed, so you needed dyes in order to get that, so you had to go through the whole planting process in order to get, uh, get the actual dyes. Uh, nowadays we generally use like chemical dyes, um, but there are some places that use like the original indigo uh, dyes, it's very extensive, and they charge like two, three hundred dollars per pair of jeans. Uh, because it's so expensive and so labor-intensive. So that's how they did it back then, right? They would actually grow the plant, uh, the indigo or whatever color, the chelis, and then they would would, uh, use it to to dye the urios. 
then we have, um, but Rav Haigon argues, he holds that no, the process was used for the lechem aponem every single day. So it comes up that the, uh, according to Rav Haigon, which is why he's kind of a das yachid in this, uh, is because um, the sduras apas, meaning all the processes used for creating the pas, that's what we call it, uh, creating the, the showbread, uh, is different than all the other malachos in the Mishkan, because all the other ones were used to build the Mishkan. It was more like a one-off thing. Uh, and uh, on the beginning malachos, that was like done every single day, day in, day, day out, for the uh, lechem aponim. Uh, Sir of Haigon holds that zorea was needed in order to plant the wheat that was needed for the lechem aponim. Um, okay, uh, so now let's delve into the malacha, and we're going to begin a little bit with uh, understanding kind of the mechanics of malacha zorea. Exactly at what point is one chayev for the malacha of zorea? Uh, Do they each hold that, that the other thing wasn't made using this process? So like, for example, does Rashi and the other Rishon they hold the showbread they didn't have to plant? Yeah, uh, Gavir's asking, <laughs> meaning, do, do they argue like, oh, it wasn't used for the other process? process? Uh, it just, what, I think they're, it's really just in uh, like an intellectual argument, not necessarily any practical difference, um, but uh, they're just... Where the malacha comes from. Exactly, yeah. When it says that the, when the, when it says, um, ela malacha mishkan, meaning these malachas were in the mishkan, where was it in the, in the mishkan? Was it in the lechem aponim, or was it in, um, or was it in the growing of the dyes? And there's no I, I don't think so. Not, not to my knowledge. I haven't come across any yet. Uh, but I wouldn't be surprised if I saw like you know minor nafgaminas in uh, between the two, based on that. Um, because oftentimes they go to the source to understand the root of the malacha, and then they say, oh, therefore it's only a derabanan in this case, because it's not ke'en, the, the actual malacha. So, yeah. uh, okay, so, so when exactly is a person transgressed the malacha of Zoreh? Uh, is a person, does he transgress it when he simply places the seed in the ground? Or does it have to be placed in, um, in a place where it's actually likely to grow in order to be considered an act of Zoreh? Uh, so the Shulchan Aruch says very clearly, uh, footnote number two, Shin Amarvav, Dalad, Yesh Lizar Melahashlech Zroyim Bemakam Yeridas Kishamim. Person should be careful not to throw seeds in a place where uh, where it's going to rain later. Shesofen Latzmiach, because they'll end up being Matzmiach, they'll end up growing. What's it mashma from the Shulchan Aruch? That if it's in a place where it's not going to end up growing, right? You put a seed on a concrete path, uh, you throw your uh, sunflower seeds on the Right? Not, the, not just the shells, uh, it has actual seeds in it. Uh, so let's say you full, throw a full sunflower seed on a concrete path, on a patch of sand uh, where it's not likely to grow, then it's not going to be the malach of Zoreya and it's not going to be a problem. Uh, but, and says, therefore says the Shulchan Aruch, uh, if it's a place where people, it's a pathway, people are walking by, they're going to trample all over it. Also, it's mutter to put uh, your sunflower seeds there or your apple core uh, or uh, anything else that you have that can grow uh, because it's not going to end up growing there because people are going to trample all over it uh, and it won't get the chance to grow. And that's even if it's a dirt path, right? That has good soil. Uh, because people are trampling all over it, uh, it's not going to end up growing. Therefore, a person would be allowed to throw their seeds there. Uh, very common in Eretz Yisrael, where people, uh, Friday night, they have their, what's it called, the pizzuchim, the sunflower seeds. 
Uh, so even if there's, uh, so besides leaving manners aside uh, and littering, <laughs> um, but uh, it would not be considered a malach of zorea uh, to throw even full ones on the floor because it's not going to end up growing. A, because it's concrete, and even if it was dirt, uh, because people are trampling all over it, uh, and it's a public path. Um, okay, uh, so so based on that, um, we see that the... Uh, on, if it's in a public area where it's not, it, meaning in a park, you got people walking yeah. So what we're saying is it, it's dependent on its ability to grow. Okay. So it depends if it has the ability to grow. If it's public thoroughfare, he says it's going to be trampled on, not going to grow there. Uh, and right. So the nature strip would be a problem to to put it there because there there it can grow. Um, yeah. uh, and, uh, and, and you have to be that it's not going to grow. <laughs> uh, you throw an apple core on the side of the road, it's not going to turn into an apple tree. Right. Like, do you see apple trees or not? <laughs> <laughs> uh, but it can't even be mashrish, meaning like uh, to grow, to put out roots. So well, you throw it into a garden. Yeah, it's caught in the drain. So Maybe. Come back in 10 years. Yeah. <laughs> I think so. <laughs> yeah. How do you think it's grown? Yeah. <laughs> But if you put it in the drain, it can grow? Yeah, it goes in the air, all this water from the soil roots and stuff like that. Yeah. Uh, so, so you're saying it would be a problem, but it doesn't have soil to take root in. Uh, so yeah, Peter's asking if you put it in the sewer. So, so yeah, as lo- it, can't, it doesn't have ground, though, to really embed itself. Um, and we'll have to see, like, bean sprouts, which shoot out roots, but it isn't actually in the soil. Uh, we'll see if that's, a, if that's a problem or not. Uh, not really a problem because it's not really Zorea, uh, but we'll, we'll get up to that. Um, okay, uh, so uh, so what we see here is that it, Zorea is dependent on its ability to grow in the ground. Uh, so it, has to, it needs that contingency, it has that condition uh, that has to be able to grow in the place where you're putting the seed, uh, and that's the halacha. Uh, and based on that, um, um, we have the, all these different examples here. A uh, person should be careful to spit out, uh, not to spit out sunflower seeds or throw a pit of fruit uh, if it's in fertile so- soil. Um, feeding chickens uh, is an interesting scenario that the Shulchan Aruch mentions. Uh, and he says over here, if you're going to throw seeds, to, that's how you feed chickens, right? And you're putting it on the ground. And if they don't end up eating them, then they can possibly grow. And he says, uh, You should only throw enough that they'll be able to eat it within a day or two. Because uh, more than two days already, it's possible that it can uh, get embedded and, uh, and sprout. Uh, so uh, feeding chickens, uh, it's not Zorea because they'll likely consume it, but if they're not going to consume it, then it could possibly be a problem. Uh, placing a seed in dry sand is not considered an act of Zorea because nothing can grow there, right? can't grow in dry sand, you need soil. Um, on a walking path, also we mentioned the Shokhanarach that it's not going to be considered Zorea. All these scenarios are cases where, the, um, where you don't have the conditions necessary for the seed to grow. Um, okay. Uh, so now let's get a little bit lumdish over here. <laughs> uh, so we're going to get deep. 
at what point exactly does a person transgress the melacha of Zorea? Uh, so it, if a person drops a seed or a pit uh, on, you have good ground, good soil on Shabbos, so now does it help for you to now go and remove the seed, right? Let's say you did it by accident, and now you're like, I want to do tshuva, uh, or you just realized what you did, right? You had your apple pit, uh, it was getting your hands sticky, chucked it to the side, and then you realize, oh, I just threw it in the soil. Does it now help for you to go and retrieve it? Um, or do we say you already transgressed the malach of Zorea? Um, looking deeper at the question, what we're... What we're really trying to find out here is at what point exactly does a person um, transgress the malach of Zorea? Is it the act of throwing uh, the, the seed into the ground? That, oh, right when you throw the seed into the ground, it's now in a condition, uh, it's now in a place where it can possibly grow. Boom. Now you're chayiv malach Zorea. Even if you go back and you remove the seed and it's never going to grow uh, and it doesn't end up growing, uh, still... It uh, doesn't help because the, the malach has transgressed the moment you throw the pit uh, or the seed into the ground. Or do we say that no? Uh, throwing the seed in the pit, uh, that's when you begin the malach of Zorea. But now it's like on a time clock, right? It's only retroactively when it starts growing, then we look back at your original Misa and say, boom, that's where there was the, uh, the, the, the chi of <laughs> Zorea and the malach of Shabbos, right? Everybody, you understand the two sides here? Yep, so in Gavra. Yeah, is it? Uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, so is it when the object actually is mashrish, but then it goes back on the Gavra, right? So it would be Chavta, but then going back retroactively on the Gavra. Uh, so it's pretty lumnish, right? It's like, it's like on a time clock, right? It's like a time delay malacha, uh, which is actually the case of Bishel, right? Bishel, you're only high of once it gets uh, third cooked uh, or half. Uh, but you, you put it in the oven, that's when you do your malacha, but you're not chayev until it actually cooks a third or halfway. So if you remove your pie from the oven before it actually gets, um, before it actually gets uh, Michael ben Jusai, then it would not be, uh, you would not be over the malacha. Uh, and the Gemara therefore talks about a case, can you, be, can you remove the pas, which is a malacha de Rabbanan, uh, if it's professionally stuck on the oven, uh, before you're actually chayav on the malacha bishol, meaning can you be over a derabanan in order to save yourself from a deraisa? Uh, and that's going to come up here as well. Yeah. What are the two uh, So tzad number one is you're chayav zorea as soon as you throw the p- straight away, and therefore there's no point of going back and removing the seed, especially if the seed is now muksa. So now you're just being now you're doing a double, right? You just did a deraisa. Now you want to do a derabanan of uh, tiltul muksa. Uh, so it's even worse, right? That'll be one side. The other side is that, no, you're chayev on the malach of throwing, but only once it's actually mashrish. So it comes out that you could only, it's like on a time delay, and it could be on like a Tuesday that you're mechal al Shabbos, because you put it on, you threw it on Shabbos. Tuesday, the seed starts uh, being mashrish, and it starts uh, taking, uh, taking root. Ah, now we look back at your act on Shabbos and say the you were chayv on the malacha from then. Uh, so uh, interesting machlokas over here, um, and pretty essential, right? Like, it's, okay, so now should you go back, remove the seed or not? So we have the minchas chenach says the minchas chenach in uh, footnote number five, um, in in Moisach Shabbos Zriah. 
He says the Al Hazria Shazara Chayev Af below Hishrish Viniklat Klal. On a Zria that you planted, your Chayev, even if it never took root and uh, at all, the low dummy Afia, he says, we cannot compare this to Afia. Why not? To Hasam Afia, he ha Malacha, Avalhacha, Malacha, he has Ria, the Chayev Tekach. Because he says there the Afia is the Malacha, meaning. When we, when we talk about the malacha of ofe, it's baking, right? When, meaning it has to get to a state of being baked. But zriya, the malacha is sowing, right? Sowing means put the seed in the ground. It doesn't mean, uh, it doesn't say um, growing a plant. That's that the malacha. The malacha is the act of sowing, the act of putting the seed in the ground. So therefore, as soon as you put the seed in the, in the ground, the minchas chinuch says, uh, it's clear that you're chayav from the moment you put the seed in, even if it never ends up taking sprout. As long as you put in a seed which has the conditions to grow, you're chayav on the malacha, even if nothing ever happens to it. Uh, the Rashash argues. Uh, and the Rashash in footnote number six says, Hain, af kolzman shalom nishrash kamand dami. Uh, as long as it was never an ishrash, it never took root. It's like putting it in a, in a jug. It means nothing. Since through being, um, being Zorea, uh, it's going to uh, take root. Chayev, you're going to be Just like Ofe and Sola, where you're Chayev, even though it only ends up happening later on, on its own. Therefore, he says, if you now go back, and you remove the seed that you threw into the ground, kodem shenishrash, before it actually takes root, nira de potter, you're going to be potter, lemafreya, amasha zara, kevin delo niskayim amachshavta, because his machshava was never niskayim, and he never ended up doing uh, a zriya, because it never actually took root. Uh, so according to the rishash, you're not actually going to be chayev, um, yeah, until it actually takes root, and therefore you should really go back and remove the seed. Uh, and the Igletal also writes that if, um, if one originally dropped a seed in the ground without the intention of planting and they later removed it, uh, nothing has been transgressed and you should really go back and remove the seed. <coughs> um, so we mentioned that the nafkamina, the halachic ramification between the two, uh, is going to be should you go back, pick up the seed, should you not go back, pick up the seed. Um, and uh, we have over here a whole bunch of poskim. Mishnah Bura, Shvitz the Shabbos, Rav Shlomo Zaman Orbach. So Mishnah Bura says clear. Leshloshi Yamin Viyosa Yitzmachu Azraim. It's three days later. It's going to be Tomeach. Viyischayev Lemafreya Mishum Zorea. And you're going to be Chayev Lemafreya because of Zorea. Who's he poskening like? Namenchas Chonach. holds as soon as he holds Yichayev Lemafreya, which is like the Rashash. Ah, yes, yes. Uh, yeah, correct. Uh, Mishnah Bura follows the Rashash. Rishash. And did I write the Shvisa Shabbos? Ah, here. L- let's take a look at the Shvisa Shabbos. Next source. Yesh Omen, uh, on page number three, uh, footnote nine. Yesh Omen, Hazera, Kodem Sheniklat, Pater uh, there are those who hold that if you do remove the, su- the seed, then you're going to be patar lemafreya. And they hold like the minchas 
the Minchas Chinach, that it's the Zriah itself, that's the Malacha. Gamim lo niklat, mikol makam tov lachush l'svar harishona, it's good to be choshesh for the svar harishona. Vim hishlich zraim begina, obim makomas lachem, yira lalaktam, kodem sheyitzmecho. And if you did plant them, then you should go back and remove them. Ach, im he muksim, but if they're muksim, uh, if they're muksa, ein nira lahatar lalaktam. So then it seems like you shouldn't because... Yeah. Yeah. To do it the next day, you'd also save yourself uh, because, right? We said already, it takes a day or two until it's um, until it's monstrous. Um, but yeah, so as long as there's food still on it, meaning it has to still be edible uh, in order for it not to be muksa. Uh, but yeah, you're making a good point that once you take a bite, it's wet and the peel is removed and then you throw it on the floor, right? The, you're already mesiach uh, das from it and it's already like garbage, right? It's the same thing as throwing it in the garbage bin where now it becomes uh, muksa, right? Your garbage is technically muksa. There's hetegrin to remove it because of graf shalrei, it's something disgusting, you want to get it out of the house. Uh, so there's heterim to move garbage, but it's essentially muksa. Same thing should be with the seed over here, right? Once you bite into it. Uh, that's the way that I saw the chilak was, it depends if there's still food left on, right? So if there, if you took the apple right down to the core, then it's muksa. Uh, but if you left, you know, a nice chunk on it, then it's not going to be muksa. And that's what the Shvisa Shabbos, I thought, was talking about when he says that now you can, now can you... Yeah, uh, you could also do a kalachayat. Uh, so if you use your foot uh, so, so to, to kick saying, it out. Why are they saying to remove it kalachayat? That, that, that seems to be the best tradition. They're just saying if it's muksa, just leave it. Uh, yeah, it's a good point. Uh, I guess he's talking about it's hard, maybe it's hard to remove it. But yeah, kalachayat would be the best. Would be the best data. So right, you, let's say you have a third, you're on a farm and you have a core there. Like if you move, maybe there's no way to move it to. Because the Iker we paskin like the Minchas Chinuch, that it's right right away. But to be choshesh for the opinion of the Rishash, one should go back and pick it up if it's not Muksa, because that's the so that's the Rashash, ideal. That's so what the Shvisa Shabbos yeah. is saying. Because Rov Achronim paskin like the Minchas Chinuch. Right. According to the Rishash, it's not Muksa at all, basically. Uh, according to the Rishash, it is Muksa. But oh, uh, what the fact that you should remove it. The fact that he says yeah, remove it? Yeah. No, he's saying do a derabanan in order to save yourself from a deraisa, yeah. uh, which comes based off the Gemara, which basically the Gemara talks about um, your friend put uh, some, put uh, like a, a lafa on the side of an oven, right? So to remove it is considered, uh, the Rabbanan considered it uh, a maisa uman, uh, and there's a gezera to remove it called Yuridas Apas. That somebody's not allowed to remove the, the uh, bread stuck on the side of an oven on Shabbos. 
So to do it is a dirabanan. Let's say your friend on Shabbos, he stuck uh, a, uh, a lafa on the side of an oven. Should you now go and do a dirabanan of removing it before that lafa reaches uh, the reaches uh, baked, it gets properly baked. So you're now saving him from a deraisa, and by doing that, you're uh, you're being over a derabanan. Uh, so this is the sugya of chatei bishvil kadesh yizke chavercha. You should you do a chet in order that your friend should be to save your friend from a greater chet. Uh, and this comes up in a whole bunch of different scenarios. We're not going to get uh, into all the different scenarios, but it has to do with uh, inviting people to drive on Shabbos to your house. Uh, and uh, other isurim of erva in order to save people and all kinds of things. Um, but, um, but over here the Gemara says basically if it's your friend, uh, then the whole discussion, uh, you, can, you can imply from the Gemara that the whole discussion is to save your friend from a chet. But if it's saving you yourself from a chet, then of course a person should do the, the derabanan in order to save himself from the deraisa. Um, and yeah, I'll, I won't get too down this rabbit hole, uh, but basically, yeah, so it'll come out the same thing over here that a person should do the Durabanan of Muksa in order to save himself from the Durais of Zriya, according to the Rishash. Uh, because for himself, you should save yourself from a, from a more severe chet by doing a, a less severe. Um, okay, uh, so, so yeah, that's how we're coming out. Uh, if you have Kol Yisrael Arevim Zelazeh, why does it make a difference? Yourself, somebody else? It's um, a good question. Um, I, I'm not sure. I, like, I could hear Svaras. Like, you, you shouldn't be doing a Like, you're not allowed to do a Chet on somebody else's Chajman. Uh, but if it's on your own Chajman... That's an hour. If a guy puts a bread there and he's like, I want to be Michal Shabbos and I want to make bread. And then he leaves the house, and then you come in and remove it. So is he chayv straight away? Because like, or do we say he's only chayv if the bread got baked? But only time? if he gets baked. Even right. if he does it on purpose, he says, "I want to be mechala Shabbos." It's on a time delay. And only because it's the ma'isa of ofe of baking. So only when it reaches that state. Um, okay, so that's where we're coming out. Lamaisa, uh, don't if you throw the apple seed in the ground? Uh, don't go back and pick it up if it's muksa. Uh, if you can do it kilachar yad with your foot, or if um, or if it's not muksa, like the, still a juicy piece of, uh, of uneaten apple on there, so then a person can, should go back and pick it up. They're not obligated to because be'ikar we paskin, you're already done, <laughs> uh, like the minchas chenach, and therefore there's really no no point going back. But to be choshesh for the rishash, one should go back if they can. Um, okay. So if it's an accident, someone drops like an apple core on a fertile place and. Like, okay, so I suppose it makes no difference. Yeah, so, so still, better to go back, and if it's not muksa, or do a kilachar yad, uh, like your father mentioned. But uh, yeah, you, you're, you're bit, mi'ikar din, we hold, like so the mechaz kenach that you already. It's possible to do it with kilachar yad, meaning let's say you're on a farm, and the farm is just massive, and the whole ground is fertile. Yeah. And you can't, there's no way to remove it without using your actual hand. You can just leave it there, that's it. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, if technically, if you took like let's say a paper plate and stuck it underneath, right? So then that's kilachar yad, removing it, and you now stopped it from. Is there any issue the other way? Because like oftentimes we say if you do the inverse of a malacha, like we say you, you build on Shabbos yachai, but also if you break. Yeah. Right? So is there is, is there an issue here? 
So you're putting the seed in the ground, you're chayev. You're just yeah. the seed out of the ground? No, so there's actually, it's very interesting. There's no, there's no iser of demoting growth. Or there's an iser of promoting growth of a plant, but not demoting plant growth. Uh, and that's why we find the halacha that a person's allowed to uh, use the restroom on, on plants, even though that's going to demote the growth of the plants and do other things that detract from the growth of a plant. That's not an iser. The inverse here is kotzer, which is cutting the plant. So that has to be, has to be detaching it from its place of growth. Only that's considered a, the malacha. That's kotzer. Um, but uh, you don't actually... Uh, if it's just demoting the growth and making it grow less, that's not a problem on Shabbos. Uh, so therefore, a person would be allowed to close the blinds on Shabbos without a problem. Opening the blinds might be an issue because you're not feeding it sunlight, which it needs to grow. Uh, but closing the blinds, uh, definitely not a problem. We'll see some heterim also for opening the blinds, especially if there's other reasons why you need it. Uh, we're going to have to start getting creative with all kinds of uh, psikrasia and grandmas and, <laughs> uh, and all, all that. Um, so taking an apple core out of the ground is not considered. Right, not a malacha. Harvesting koitzer, you're taking it from its place of growth. No, because it, it it didn't it wasn't didn't yet start growing in the ground, okay. uh, so you're not actually removing it from its place. Some plant poison on top of the seed afterwards. Yeah, also permitted. Uh, plant poison. Yeah, it, that's essentially what uh, using the restroom on plants is doing. Right, but the, with the plant poison. You're trying to do something, you're trying to clean up your garden, you've got a weed. Oh, uh, yeah, so removing weeds so that other plants can grow is a malacha on Shabbos. Or, or, or even, let's say, it just doesn't look good. You, you yeah. want to destroy it, but you have an ultimate purpose. The other reason you might do is, even if you have it in the pot plant, you've got a weed growing in the pot plant, you just don't like the look of the weeds, so you want to poison it. Yeah. So you've got a poisonous thing. Surely you're saying it's mutzah on Shabbos. Uh, I, I mean, besides, the, the poison is mukza because uh, it doesn't have use for for Shabbos. Um, but bes- besides for that, um, I mean, that, the actual act of planting, uh, pouring it on the plant, uh, I, I don't think would be an, would be an issue. Is you're just trying to beautify your... Oh, yeah, yeah. If you're beautifying the, the rest of the plants, then, uh, then it would be... Oh, beautifying? I'm not sure. But helping the other plants grow... Okay. Would definitely be a, a issue. Like weeding is a malachan Shabbos. The, the Gemara mentions weeding. Menachash. Oh, the ones who drops. Yeah, yeah. Oh, drops rather than. Oh, interesting. Rather than do it such a look to it. Huh. It's like a Yeah. <laughs> All right, it's eight o'clock. So we'll finish right, up here. Right.